DW. I'm Louise Chala, and I'm a, a professor in the environmental design program at the University of Colorado in Boulder, Colorado. And throughout my career, I have focused on how do we create the optimal environments for children and adolescents to grow up in healthy ways. So Louise Chala did this big research review about this very topic, children's connection with nature. Super interesting, and we're going to really dive into that. But there was this really major point about how different childhood has become these days. The past two generations, both children's and adults' lives have largely moved indoors. And I think time studies typically show that we spend 97% of our time either in a building or in a car. And that's very different than the free-range childhoods that a lot of grandparents remember when the one rule governing their life was be home for dinner. I have to say, I was really glad to have what she calls a free-range childhood. I mean, my brother and I ran around the yard and the neighborhood. Yeah, I was also so fortunate to be able to spend a lot of time outdoors in the rural farmlands of Michigan or running around the Sonoran Desert in southern Arizona, exploring, getting into trouble. It was awesome. Yeah, that sounds nice. So Luis Charla goes on to talk about why this childhood connection to nature is so important. Well, of course, we evolved in the natural world and this urbanization and moving indoors. There's a blink of a few seconds in terms of human evolution. And we know with a great deal of research done with both adults and children that our bodies physiologically respond to being outdoors in safe natural areas. And we immediately show physiological reduction in stress. But along with that, both children and adults report feeling happier when they're outdoors in natural areas. Connection to nature is is quite abstract. How do you define it? What what counts as as nature? Fortunately, what counts as nature is very broad. I mean, it could be the wilderness for a young child. That could be the overgrowth of weeds in a back corner of the neighborhood. And there are actually some very beautiful autobiographical records that I have of people remembering just kind of wading into those wild, weedy spots as children and finding them forests of wonder. So you talked about the connection with nature, how that makes the child feel better. But there are also some other aspects that benefit the planet. Children who express higher levels of connection to nature are also going to be more likely to say that they are doing things for the natural world. So a greater sense of connection to nature is related to greater care for nature. And why is this? What is it about nature that brings such benefits for children? Nature is full of what we call loose parts. You know, the dirt you can dig in, the water that you can play in and, you know, put some rocks there and change its course and see the effect of your actions, the tall grass you can build a hut in and and with the sticks and you drag over and so forth. So just a lot of loose parts for children to creatively decide, hmm, I wonder what I can do with this. And, you know, then get busy building their 
den. And it's not kind of prescribed already by society that this leaf or this flower is for this purpose. So children can decide, oh, I think I'll make a, a beautiful clay meal or whatever it is. And and they're really creatively using it. And it's endless in those possibilities. I love this bit about the loose parts. And, you know, it makes me think of my son. He's almost two years old. And he is such a little scientist. Oh, that's so great. I like that loose parts bit as well. Um, And I was thinking about just playing in the dirt as a kid and how, like, fundamental that is to just play and learn about nature and start to care about nature. I know in my own experiences camping or walking through the Northwoods of Wisconsin, those experiences really instilled that care in me. Yeah, and I've been really reflecting on how that's shaped me as well in so many ways. And especially since having our son, and especially since we live in the middle of the city. And more and more people live in cities today. In fact, the majority of people on the planet live in cities. But not everybody who lives in a city has the access that you and I do to green space and that nature within a city. Absolutely. And I did ask Luis Chaula about how children who are raised in urban environments can foster this very important connection with nature. We need to make it easy. We need to bring nature where they are. We need to have those wild nature play areas right around their homes and around their child care centers and their schools and naturalizing the school grounds. Yeah, and also very urban, dense, concrete jungles. I'm picturing especially places in the global south that maybe don't have this privilege of being able to set aside chunks of land. Uh, It's still important there as well. It is. I, I worked with a woman named Tanya Subko who's in Hong Kong, and she has a program that brings rooftop gardening to buildings in Hong Kong because that's a place where children, parents, grandparents can um, grow gardens on their rooftops and connect with nature that way. There's a kind of a dark side to this childhood connection with nature. Since the 1990s, there have been studies that ask children, for example, to draw what you think the world will be like in 50 years or 100 years or when you're raising your own children. And not all children, but a significant proportion have been drawing dystopias of pictures of environmental breakdown. When they're asked about their environmental concerns, saying very distressing things, you know, about the animals dying off or My grandson, it's just too bad. He's going to have to experience the end of the world or it's just not going to be such a great earth anymore. And statements like that. That's Um, quite extreme. Wow. It's like quite, quite dark, really. It is. It it is. And, And we see that, of course, erupting in young people's climate strikes across the planet, too. And it's worry, it's anxiety, it's sadness, it's fear, it's anger. They express all of those emotions. The question is kind of how can this anxiety be countered while still cultivating that important connection? On the good side, one of the things recommended is time in nature because it can help calm us down and to see that the natural world goes on and the resilience of nature that's a very important piece giving children space to express their feelings and find out they're not alone and then it's really critical to show them kind of what you can do 
that can really make a difference and that other people care about this and other people are trying to do something too to make the world better. So kind of building um, this community. Yes, feeling part of a larger community of people who cares about this and is taking action on this. DW. 